November 11th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 18 through 39. And it's all about forgiveness. The sacrifices under the Old Covenant brought a reminder of sin, not a remission of sin. There's a big difference. The blood of God's own Son took care of sin once and for all. Now, because there is no more offering for sin, there's also no more remembrance of sin, and we can rejoice that we have a righteous standing before God. That, my friend, is real good news. And now, let's begin our reading in the New Testament. November 11th, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 18 through 39. Now when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. This is the new life-giving way that Christ has opened up for us through the sacred curtain by means of His death for us. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's people, let us go right into the presence of God, with true hearts fully trusting Him. For our evil consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Without wavering, let us hold tightly to the hope we say we have, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. Think of ways to encourage one another to outbursts of love and good deeds. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of His coming back again is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received a full knowledge of the truth, there is no other sacrifice that will cover these sins. There will be nothing to look forward to but the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume His enemies. Anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Think how much more terrible the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant as if it were common and unholy. Such people have insulted and enraged the Holy Spirit, who brings God's mercy to His people. For we know the One who said, I will take vengeance, I will repay those who deserve it. He also said, The Lord will judge His own people. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Don't ever forget those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. When all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew you had better things waiting for you in eternity. Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord, no matter what happens. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now, so you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. 
and a righteous person will live by faith. But I will have no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn their backs on God and seal their fate. We have faith that assures our salvation. We've got to stand strong and determined, and we've got to have a made-up mind that no matter what comes against us in life, we are going all out with God, and nothing is going to shake our faith and cause us to give up. See, the people that experience God's best are the people that have a never-say-die attitude. Anybody can quit. Anybody can give up. That's the easy way out. But God's looking for people that have a backbone made of steel. The Bible says God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. God is looking for people that are extremely determined. People that have a made-up mind. People that have their face set like a flint. The scripture says here, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Notice that word always indicates that perseverance should become a habit. But we must realize just as standing strong and persevering can be a habit, so can quitting and giving up. And unfortunately today, many people have developed this negative habit of quitting. It's just part of their character. When times get tough, rather than fighting the good fight of faith, they just take the easy way out and quit. But friends, God has not given us the Holy Spirit so we could become quitters. Philippians 4.13 says, We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Who hasn't ever failed? Be persistent. God never promised us that our dreams were going to come to pass on the very first time. Abraham Lincoln went through 11 political defeats, a nervous breakdown, the loss of two of his children, and a severe depression all before he was elected president of the United States. See, he was determined. He had that never-say-die attitude. It's reported that Thomas Edison failed 32,000 times before he finally invented the phonograph. Can you imagine how tempted he must have been to give up after try number 1,000 or try number 10,000? What if on try number 31,999, he would have said, forget it, this thing's not going to work, I'm giving up. No, he would have missed out on God's best. And how many times do we allow the enemy to deceive us into giving up right before our dreams come to pass?
Psalm 109, verses 1 through 31. When people have lied about you, spoken hatefully to you, and rewarded you evil for good, you would benefit greatly from reading this psalm. When your heart is wounded within, and there's no way to set the record straight, take it to the Lord and tell Him how you feel. In his chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wearsby points our attention to verses 5 through 20. They record another of King David's imprecatory prayers. Big word there. He asked God to judge the man who lied about him and also to judge the man's children. He even asks that the man's ancestors' sins come up before God for judgment and that the liar reap just what he has sown. When you feel that way, give the Lord the opportunity to heal your wounded heart. No matter how God deals with your enemies, be sure you praise Him. And remember, He is long-suffering 
with sinners, including you. The best way to get rid of an enemy is to leave him or her with the Lord. Psalm 109, verses 1 through 31. For the choir director, a psalm of David. O God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. They're all around me with their hateful words, and they fight against me for no reason. I love them, but they try to destroy me, even as I am praying for them. They return evil for good and hatred for my love. Arrange for an evil person to turn on him. Send an accuser to bring him to trial. When his case is called for judgment, let him be pronounced guilty. Count his prayers as sins. Let his years be few. Let his position be given to someone else. May his children become fatherless, and may his wife become a widow. May his children wander as beggars. May they be evicted from their ruined homes. May creditors seize his entire estate, and strangers take all he has earned. Let no one be kind to him. Let no one pity his fatherless children. May all his offspring die. May his family name be blotted out in a single generation. May the Lord never forget the sins of his ancestors. May his mother's sins never be erased from the record. May these sins always remain before the Lord. But may his name be cut off from human memory. For he refused all kindness to others. He persecuted the poor and needy. And he hounded the broken-hearted to death. He loved to curse others. Now you curse him. He never blessed others. Now don't you bless him. Cursing is as much a part of him as his clothing, or as the water he drinks, or the rich food he eats. Now may his curses return and cling to him like clothing. May they be tied around him like a belt. May those curses become the Lord's punishment for my accusers, who are plotting against my life. But deal with me, O sovereign Lord, for the sake of your own reputation. Rescue me, because you are so faithful and good, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is full of pain. I am fading like a shadow at dusk. I am falling like a grasshopper that is brushed aside. My knees are weak from fasting, and I am skin and bones. I am an object of mockery to people everywhere. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me because of your unfailing love. Let them see that this is your doing, that you yourself have done it, Lord. Then let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me. When they attack me, they will be disgraced. But I, your servant, will go right on rejoicing. Make their humiliation obvious to all. Clothe my accusers with disgrace. But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising Him to everyone, for He stands beside the needy, ready to save them from those who condemn them. Proverbs 27, verse 13 Be sure to get collateral from anyone who guarantees 
the debt of a stranger. Get a deposit if someone guarantees the debt of an adulterous woman.